Today's show is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, the green juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. We all know that we need to get those fruits and greens and vegetables and all that in our diets, guys, and here's a quick and easy way to get it. You just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Today's show is also brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that takes all the guesswork out of preparing amazing meals for you and your family. They do all the shopping. They deliver step-by-step recipes, even with pre-measured ingredients. So you can take literally all the guesswork out and you can just enjoy the meals with your family. So for a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit hellofresh.com forward slash success 60 and enter the promo code success 60. Again, hellofresh.com forward slash success 60 and enter the promo code success 60. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in beast mode. Stop being gazelles, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on, y'all? What it do? And joining us live from sunny California, Dr. (laughs) Douglas. I'm going back to Cali. 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 I'm going back to Cali. Yeah, I think so. I had to switch it up, LL. I, I think so, LL. I think I'm going back. Hey, and all the way from Charleston, South Carolina, from joining us from the Hatch Ranch, Mr. Joshua Kenneth Hatch. What's going on, Jay? What's happening, fellas? Thanks for having me back. Oh, man, always. Hey, man, this song right here, let me just let it get a little bit more pub. I don't even know who this is for real, but y'all will not tell me that this did not have you hyped and knowing it was about Christmas time when Home Alone came on. And my man Kev was doing his thing in the house. I'm, you know, you have to forgive me. I'm right on the borderline, you know, Josh, Carl, and I. There is no greater Christmas movie than Home Alone, is there? Absolutely. Home Alone 1. My son swears by First of all, I'm not going to lie. I like 1 and 2. Now, I don't know nothing about 3. But 2 was pretty (laughs) dope, too. But 1, of course, is the classic Uh, of all classics. Anybody want to debate that that's the best Christmas movie? Oh, no questions asked. Oh, E, gotta throw out Christmas where, where Story. You going, Josh? Maybe. Where you going, Josh? Where you going with it? Okay, Christmas Story. I, yeah, Christmas Story was classic, but we were young when the Christmas Story came out. Yeah. Like, you, you, we kind of had to grow with it. Home Alone, I looked it up the other day. However old Macaulay Culkin is, is how old I am. So he's 36, yeah. I believe. <laughs> and I'm 36. Because I was sitting there, wow. I was like, yo, why do uh-huh. I love this movie so much? So and it's much. like, yo, yeah. it came up in my, like, Christmas Santa prime. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was fully in the prime. So definitely a Christmas story. My mom and dad probably kill me if I didn't say Ralphie was right up there with, you know, with the Christmas movies. I agree with you, Josh. But I got to go home alone, man, because I'm telling you, 
Man, you watch Home Alone, man. I watched it with my kids, you know, about five times already this Christmas season. And it is just, uh, it's hilarious every time, man. But Christmas Story is dope. Let me tell you why Christmas Story is dope. Christmas Story is dope because you watch it as a kid, it has one meaning. And then you get older and it's like a completely <laughs> different movie. <laughs> so I'm with you on that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, well, uh, yeah, well, let's get caught up real quick. Uh, everybody run down where you are, what you what you've been on, and uh yeah, let's let's do that before we get into the pod. Cause I got hey, we have a this is gonna be a See, you missed me, like, see? Huh? See, you missed me. I was trying to be nice and I wasn't gonna say nothing, but no, I gotta wait. just be honest with y'all and just say it's a wonderful life is the best. Oh, we Christmas talked about that. Oh, yeah, before, no, 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 we? yeah. I already well, you're not an eighties baby. You're a seventies baby, so <laughs> you I knew you was gonna have something in the tuck. I've still never seen that. I gotta see that. I've only I've seen that. That's a classic. Hey. That's a classic. Classic. Hey, blasphemy! I've never seen Home Alone one, two, or three. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh wow! Oh my goodness! Yeah, you I'm missed sick. a part oh, of your yeah. life. No, no, no. Yeah, you yeah. missed a part yeah. of your life. Hey, well, that maybe that's I'm the saying, challenge. I know what then, it's about. E, while you on vacation out there in Cali, you watch Home Alone, and I'll watch It's a Wonderful Life. My mom oh, actually no tried question. to get me to watch A Wonderful Life last year, and I think I fell out. So maybe I, I will give it another chance. This year, I know her and Candace watched it, but I'm gonna try to watch it because I do hear it's a great movie. I'm not hating on it; I just never saw it. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm, I have nothing to say. When you turn okay. it on, call me and I'll okay. turn it on. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, all right, cool, Carl. Uh, what's going on, man? Catch us up real quick. Oh man, still stuck in beautiful. Let me speak positive and beautiful, cloudy Lansing, Michigan. Um, yeah, this is this is that tricky week. Tamisha got final exams. My niece got final exams. So we around the house here, just quiet, trying to make sure that they got their space to do what they need. The kids, the kids, good. Jordan, man, Jordan don't get out of school till the twenty first. I'm like, what kind of school y'all got going Ooh. on? Ooh. I'm like, that's late, but real school. Yeah, no, but kidding like, about the little holidays. <laughs> they got to go back on the twenty sixth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your yeah, little no, Christmas man. and get right back. But yeah, no, we get low that check. Hey, we low-key trying to figure out what you just said. See, we're, my niece and I were talking yesterday, and we're like, yo, let's come up with what our family mm-hmm. tradition is going to look like for that holiday. Mm-hmm. So I told her Friday, mm-hmm. I'll give Friday, get past them exams, and we're just going to be planning out what you know what our Christmases look like from this day forward, man. But yeah, just kind of low-key chilling, man. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, Josh, what's going down? Yep, uh, just chasing these kids around left and right. Uh, Coach Hatch is now in session in basketball season, so I've taken oh, on yeah, that's right. extra duty and coaching the basketball team. And then Bear is um, Bear is busy as can be in her her um, swim, and then and then she has really gotten into theater lately. So she just finished out her Christmas wow. concert this weekend and yeah. had her first little solo. And it was uh, I just sat there just beaming as a dad, just just watching her in her element, just smiling ear to ear. Yeah, and let, let's talk about that really quick because I got to give Josh lying at a. Uh, 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 the year for how he handled that situation. And I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but uh, of course, Bear is what, 12 now? 12, yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, so she's 12. And early in the year, she had got cut from a few plays. And of course, you know, and she loves it. And she was devastated, of course. So I told Josh, like, okay, who's in charge up there? And how much is it going to take for us to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Grease their palms a little bit. And get Bear a nice little role. And I, I was, you think I'm playing. I was like hurt because Josh, maybe you could tell the story about, you know, the Starbucks trip. But Josh was like, yo, this is this is life, you know. And I, I think it's interesting because 
you know, at 12 and, and around that age, I guess, is when you start realizing like, yo, life can be cruel at times. You know what I mean? And so now it's like I'm in that phase where you try to balance like what's real from your kids and, and hiding them and sheltering them from some stuff. And Carl, you probably feel me on that. And then, you know, exposing them to like, yo, this world ain't what you think. Like, you know, now that Trey's in school, like for real, for real, Carl, I'm not sure if you had to have the talk, but we had to have like the, okay, strangers. And we've been having the strangers talk, but now we have mm -hmm. it like for real. Like, Absolutely. yo, I'm not sending anybody to pick you up. Like she, he can comprehend like, no, you know, it's not one of my friends from school that your dad knew from Lansing. Like nobody should be coming to pick you up. And let, you know what I mean? Just those conversations. And of course with that, Trey's like, yo, why? Why? And he's like, Dad, are there bad guys everywhere? And I'm like, no, why? He's like, well, why are there jails? I'm like, uh, speeding tickets. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> you try to, you, you don't want to scare him, but at the same time, you have to have this real view of what the world looks like. And with Bear, I just remember it was a couple times she got cut from the school play and she was devastated. And I was like, I looked at Jay like, yo, I'm out. Like, we got to fix this. And Jay was like, I was like, go ahead and start our own play. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just get a little company going and um, but he he fought through it with her, and not only has she been you know now you know made the plays, um, has had like some really important roles. We got a chance to go see her when we were up there, and she's doing phenomenal. But Jay, walk us through that process. How hard was it as a dad first, and then you know how did you get her through that? Yeah, it's um, as a as a parent watching your kids, um, you know, get cut or go through that go through that pain where they realize, you know, that, that, that they're not always going to be the best. You go from participation trophies and show up and you can be in the cast to only so many roles in the entire city when you start trying out for these things. And, um, and it's, a, it's a cruel lesson that almost happens overnight. But, you know, we sat down and we talked and there was a lot of tears from her and, and I was holding back my tears as she was talking because I don't like to see my baby girl in, in pain. But I just told her, this is life. And theater may or may not last her entire life, but being tough will and dealing with adversity will and getting back up and trying will. And the fact that she kept wanting to go to auditions, the fact that she's in these plays, I mean, she just landed... One of, the, one of the main roles in, in her first adult play. So she's one of the orphans in Annie that will be at a beautiful theater here in, uh, in Charleston. And they're flying in some of the talent from around the country. And that was a big break. And, but she wanted to go to these auditions. And if she said, I don't want to do this anymore, that would have been fine. I would have said, is this your love? But if she didn't want to do it, but she kept going to the auditions, even though she wasn't making the plays. And my heart, and I was so proud of her because that is a life skill to want to keep putting yourself out there. Most people just won't even put themselves out there for the chance of getting cut or for the chance that they could get hurt. And so I'm super proud of her for the plays, but I'm insanely proud of her because she's tough. And she showed that she's, she has the toughness to deal with adversity in life. And if she, can keep, if she can keep that mindset, she'll be just fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I can speak for Carl when I'm saying I'm looking at you and E and going, all right, y'all just get all the I'm, notes down, I'm everything. Because yeah. I remember I was hurt. I, Josh, Carl, he, I think you texted me and was like, yo, Bear didn't make the play. And I'm like, yo, because I know how much it means to her. And she's yep. such a sweet kid. And I was like, man, it'd be easier if she was like a brat or a jerk. You'd be like, hey, sit down and learn this lesson. But she's so nice. E, do you remember when your kids started to experience like disappointment for real? Like maybe school, maybe a, a, a boy Jada liked and he didn't like her. I don't know. Just do you remember those moments when your kids started to figure out the world is not just, you know what I'm saying, candy and sugar cane? Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, Jada first disappointment. 
maybe not her first one, but I do remember she had a little boy in school that she, um, you know, he kind of, I think, disappointed her in terms of like might have got yelled at her or something. And she was like, whoa, you know, Jada's strong. So it wasn't no abusive nothing, you know, but it was like, oh, no, this is it. I'm cutting you, you know. And, of course, with Jalen, it was when he had started playing football. And I'll never forget, bro. I don't even talk about this, but Boog played. He wanted to play offense, but they thought that he would be better, you know, on defense. And he played, you know, kind of like the linebacker, if you will. He was like an eighth grade, ninth grade. And I remember in the eighth grade, he played a game and the coach came to me afterwards and was like, yo, he has like, I don't know the term you use, but it was almost like he said, like, he has flashes of greatness. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was weird, you know, because, you know, Jay loved football to life, wanted to go to the NFL. And I was just like, wow, that's deep. I, you know, I, I didn't know how good and good he was or not. And he ended up, man, just having that, that affirmation thing. He just wanted to play offense. Yeah. And like one of the last plays, they was up by so much, they let him do running back and freak accident, broke his femur. <clears throat> and you talk about, you know, like disappointment. It was almost for him like, yo, I'm not a bad person. I ain't do nothing wrong. You know, why am I going through this? You know, and so that was, of course, his was way severe than his sister's. Um, but, you know, as Josh said, it's life. And I think it shaped Jalen to the point now where, yeah, he's still will get disappointed, but that that leg injury was one of those things where he has a bedrock, if you will. You know what I'm saying? That's That was definitely a bedrock experience in his life. Yeah, no doubt. And I remember that day. I think I might have been with you when we got the call, and I was up at the hospital. He had those screws to his legs. And, um, yeah, man, just a crazy thing when he... Uh, yeah, experience that. Carl, what what how are you uh dealing with real world hitting your kids? Or has it hit them yet? Jordan's in school, so maybe it's starting, you know, some things are starting to change a little bit. Yeah, he came home a couple of days and he's like, yo, is this kid that's mean? And I'm like, what you mean that like why well, he's mean? And he's like, yo, he just won't play, he won't do this. And it's it, it you're right. See, it's hard trying to like, you know, like still kind of cuddle a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, well, you know, you got it, da 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 but I, I had to, like, eventually break it. I'm like, yo, everybody has their preference, you know what I'm saying? Like, this kid may not want to play with you. That'll make him a bad kid. Maybe he's just interested in doing something else. He likes something else. Like, you got to figure out how to, you know, find the things that interest you, and if somebody else doesn't want to do it, you got to get on with it. Um, and it's the funny part, seeing y'all can all relate to this, because y'all both got male and female kids, boy and girl, it's a whole different ball game dealing with the two kids. Jesse, I'm almost scared that she's gonna be the one hurting people's feelings. She's gonna be the one that's crushing. Oh, folks. no doubt. No I, doubt. Bro, I'm just like, she she doesn't, even on physical pain, like she, Jordan's sick. Jordan is me, Jordan is you. See, he's sick. I'm talking about stop the earth, like bring my man everything he needs. He ain't moving. Jesse's sick and we don't know. She broke her arm and we didn't know for a day and a half. Jordan broke his arm and he didn't move till we came and got him. So it's just <laughs> right, like, they're, right. they're so different, but no, like, it's real. Like, they, they are starting to fit. Well, Jesse, not yet, for real, for real. She at home still. But Jordan is now having to deal with, you know, different kids and different personalities. And I'll give kudos to the school. The teacher that he has, she makes a public example of everything. So, I mean, they seem to be on it. Like, as soon as a kid do something, like he got a report yesterday or, or a couple of days ago that, you know, he got a warning. And I was like, yo, what's up? And the teacher wrote a little note saying a kid hit Jordan and he smacked him back. I was like, well, what's the problem? <laughs> um, <All right. laughs> what's the problem with this? But what the teacher does 
is she makes everything a public example. So she's really, really good at like, yo, this is how, you know, we would like you to do things. Now, sometimes this is what happened, but she literally stopped the class and make an example out of what just happened for everybody. So they're learning a lot there. But yeah, no, it's just tough having a conversation. Like, you just got to be real. Like, this is stuff that's going to happen in life. And the faster you can get used to it, you know, the better prepared you'll be. Yeah, no, no question. And, you know, I think for me, um, when Trey was playing baseball, they had, they were, they ended up finishing in third place, but they had a chance to go to the championship. And one of the last outs, um, like, they hit the ball and Trey fielded it and he ran, tried to get my man and didn't get him. And the other team won. And he came to the dugout and was crying. And I was like, yo, like, he, like, understands the significance of this moment. Like, the other side was cheering. Our fans were kind of hurt. Like, and I was like, man, like, my heart broke for him because he was just like, man, I couldn't get him out. And I'm like, yo, it's all right. But your kids, you know, they start to experience loss, man. And you're like, wow, like, they're, they're starting to become humans. You know what I mean? Like, because before that, like, the world revolves around Avery right now. She don't care about nothing. She's not worried about nothing. And who knows? She may keep that mentality like Jesse forever. But, um, yeah, no, it's just it's just different. It's interesting and different when your kids start getting exposed. So now my kids are, you know, Trey's like a, having a roommate. I told Josh last night. <laughs> Trey, uh, so Candace had made spaghetti the other night. So, of course, you know spaghetti is definitely the two-day rock. And so I picked Trey up from school. He was, I was like, uh, he was like, hey, Dad, what's for dinner? As he said every time he gets in the car. I'm like, spaghetti. He's like, oh, man, I don't want spaghetti. We just had that last night. And I was like, yo, you can eat it two nights in a row? He was like, no, I can't, because every time I had Chick-fil-A the day before, you say I can't have it two days in a row. I'm like, yo, go to bed. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Go to bed. I love it. I so, love um, it. But anyway, um, yeah, real quick, uh, man, the, the butter argument last week got a little out of hand. There was uh, stuff being thrown. There were people who were angry, upset. There were relationships being torn apart. So that's the real reason Josh is on this podcast oh, no today because I needed to white balance, no pun intended. Um, we need to balance I mean, this thing out. No Josh, please tell us that week. it's okay to leave the butter on the counter. Yeah, it's fine. I should just go I should just go take a picture of where my butter is right now and send it to you, but it's on <laughs> the counter. Hey, just hey, Josh, the hey. Hey, hey, Josh, he just wants to fight the fight. I, I didn't debate with him. I just told him no, it's a white this ain't thing. for you. This ain't directed at you. Uh, hey, this is directed uh, uh, at uh, the Instagram uh, comments. Everybody like, oh, yeah. it's in the fridge. It's going to get rancid on the table. I'm like, but man, you know sit what? Down I, you somewhere. know what was funny, see? I talked to my wife about it because I was like, yo, I promise you, I ain't never heard nothing like that a day in my life. <laughs> I told Didi, <laughs> I said, have you ever heard of it before? She said, yeah. Because, I, you know, I was just like, it's a cultural thing, right? And my wife was like, oh, no, no. In the black community, if your grandma or auntie is baking a cake, they leave the butter out for the pound cake. They'll yeah, leave, leave the butter, butter on the out. counter. Yeah, and no, like, and, oh. and, and that's true. But I think, and I needed to clarify something, because people was like, oh, the butter in the fridge. And I'm like, yo, we put the butter in the fridge, but there's always one in rotation on the counter. So we don't come home from, like, the grocery store and put every stick of butter on the counter you put it in the fridge, and then when you're ready to rotate, it usually takes a couple days, you know, depending on how much toast or whatever you're eating or you're using it to cook or whatever. It usually take one or two days, or maybe probably two, three days to get rid of a stick of butter, and you replace it. So you don't just put every stick out. But for everybody who um, was scared of that, go ahead and, you know, thank me later. I'll send you <laughs> oh, my yeah. cash out. Oh, yeah. You know, I might have hey. changed your life. I, get, I did get a couple people texting me saying I changed their life uh, with the toast the next day. <laughs> so you're welcome. What hey, did you say, Austin, Carl? E, no, Austin, we got a new kid at the church. Austin was like, y'all listen to the podcast. 
And let me just let CJ know. He said, "Tell CJ, yeah, it's it's a it's a persuasion." He's like, "Yeah, I am I am definitely from the persuasion, and we definitely left our butter out too." So oh, it's a, no question. It's a culture. Here's where I struggle, though. See, if if that is the case, right? Why is it that a lot of these um, companies have cold butter? That's what I'm like. I'm not mm, getting. I'm like, like why no, y'all doing no, that? No, here's the thing. I do believe it lasts longer in the fridge, so you wouldn't want to just leave it out on the counter for like. But I'm just saying, we're going like to the that. cheesecake factory. So I think factory, it goes see? in the fridge and then to the counter. But I'm saying, when we at the cheesecake factory, it's, br- it's, it's a brick, see? Uh-huh. Cheesecake factory is a There's brick. There's in the freezer, like, dog, why, and not the Most fridge. of the people, yeah, most companies, most restaurants I go to, they own that. I'm like, if y'all know this, then why? Because it's tough when you're at the cheesecake factory. I'm about to tear my little wheat bread up. Trying to get that dog on cold butter out that hookup. So yeah, see, we gotta start. We got we gotta do some tra- butter training with some of our. Uh, oh, our we definitely gotta do butter training. Josh, have you yeah, always left a- the butter out, or was it ever in the fridge? About, no, so it's both. We have the box in the fridge, but one cube out on the counter at all times. Thank and that's, you. That's that's from as, as long as I can remember. That's how it's been done. So that's how it is in the house right now. One, one's out Thank for toast. For throw in the pan, uh, cooking eggs or something. Yeah, and then, and then the rest, exactly. the rest that we, That's all the rest I'm that saying, we use, man. yeah, the rest that we use is pulled out of the fridge and throw it. Yeah, no. Welcome to the good life, especially for as many sandwiches <laughs> you hit. E, I, I just oh, gave no you question. thirty minutes extra on your day. I'm talking about um, I, no, I actually, and you gave me twenty years on my life. You know how much work <laughs> I do? Put on, but how much work that is? Yeah, bro. Thank you. Exactly. Um, real quick, I got a quick fair file, and then we can move into the topic of the day. But I got a fair file. Um, is it fair or file? I went to Trey, I went to drop Trey and Avery off at school today. Of course, it's the Christmas season. We're getting up on the Christmas season. Each of them got about three teachers. They have outside the door on the wall, you know, they always put announcements and stuff like that. They had every teacher and what all their favorites were for gift ideas. So mm. it was like favorite store, Target, Amazon, favorite food is this, favorite. You know, a restaurant is this, like, and it said, like, gift ideas for the teachers. And I was sitting there, I was like, hmm, that's a little presumptuous, isn't it? Like, I don't know. Is that fair or foul for them to just list that on the outside of the door <laughs> as gift ideas for the teachers? Now, mind you, tuition is an arm and a leg. So I'm like, your Christmas gift is me leaving my kids in row. You know what I'm saying? First of all. <laughs> Uh, but is it fair file for them to just put like all their Christmas favorites on the door? Like, here goes some gift ideas for the teachers. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm going fair. Teachers too underpaid. My parents were both teachers, so I'm going fair. They, this they, is they private school to... now. This is private oh. school, so we don't know oh. that they're underpaid. This ain't, mm. you know what I'm saying? Detroit public school system now. This it's is private, different. and tuition is, like I said, it is, let's just say it's not free. Mm. Is that, does oh, that change go, your a, opinion at all, I guess? Hey, I'm, I'm rethinking. Yeah, no, I'm rethinking. I, no, I'm going to go fair, and I'm going to ask Heather to do the same thing for me. Take the guesswork out. Give me the full mm. list, everything you want, <laughs> no guesswork. Know they're happy when they get it. Fair. Everybody's happy. So is it basically saying that you have to get them a gift, though? Like, is that like, yo, we, here not, go our gift but list? If you, but if you, you, I don't have to get, you don't have to give me a gift. But how much do you love your son and his education? <laughs> yeah, right. Educational future. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no doubt. Because you know if you don't out. get him a gift, they're going to let your kids sit over there. Oh, 
tip me out. Mm-hmm. Give me twenty percent tip. Hey, Josh, Josh. Any school player there is, Bear will have a front. You know what I'm saying? A leading role. Yeah. to take care of that gift. No question. It's, it's yeah. Are you kidding me? Flowers for the teachers. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Anything, anything you need. Thousand dollar yeah. Amazon card. Just like, hey, thinking <laughs> of you. Merry Christmas. Need, need some new Whoa. sound equipment. <laughs> Give the gifts with cake, bro. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's get busy. I just wanted to see if that was fair or foul, but uh, apparently it's fair. So I will be out uh, getting gifts. I just was like, "Yo, wow, okay, cool. That's how we doing it." And it was like, it, but it, and it was like twenty different things for each teacher. So anyway, I get off of it. Um, real quick, we talked about stuff that we're learning in in twenty eighteen and things that we learned and and you know talked about. And E and I were talking earlier. And, you know, surprise, surprise, one of the things was, you know, we still own in 2018 is self-assess. But I think the, the yeah, it, it just won't go away. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, like when the earth is dead, it's going to be cockroaches and uh, inability to self-assess left. So, <laughs> the, so I think the thing that E and I talked about, though, was not only the inability to self-assess, though, one of the things was, how to actually fix it. And he talked about like, yo, it's one thing, like we're teaching people how to self-assess. And, and by self-assess, we don't even, I guess you always hear it and you think we're telling you like, yo, you're terrible, you should know you're terrible. We're not even saying that. You may need to self-assess on some things that you're really good at, right? Finding those gifts, what have you. But E, we talked about fixing that. Once you get the assessment back, fixing it. And I know for you, you were able to actually fix some stuff as it related to the communication between you and your wife and things of that nature. So uh, why don't you talk about, you know, how much of a revolutionary breakthrough that was for you here in 2018? You know, we were doing good. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I just want to say this. There are those of you who think if you're not doing bad, then it doesn't need to be changed. You know, and we really want to help you make that mental shift, right? Because... And this is just my belief that good over a long span of time isn't good anymore. I believe that even good stales. You feel me? Like the, like the butter. You know what I'm saying? You keep the butter out too long, you know what I'm saying? And it never hit the refrigerator. That could be dangerous. You feel me? So there are a lot of you that, yo, in your marriage, it's been good. But if it's good for five to 10 years, good might rot. You know, so in my relationship, and I think that's what really makes it difficult, as you shift from good to great, you go from great to phenomenal, like, yo, it's hard. The, 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 how do I say it? The, the, the room for improvement, you know what I'm saying? Like the ability to be able to actually go to another level, it becomes that more, more challenging when everything is, you know, great. And, um, but I remember when DD hit C and was just like, yo, I can't deal with this no more. And for me, it was like kind of shocking because it was like, oh, okay, I don't really understand why you, like, why you making it that deep? You feel me? Um, but I had to understand that just because it's not that difficult for me doesn't mean it's not difficult for her. So I think that's the, that's the first thing, right? And so to be specific with you guys, my wife was kind of like, look, I know you're not cussing me out. You know, I get it. I know you're not putting your hands on me. You know, I know you, you know, you're not screaming at me and, you know, like verbally abusing me, but like your tolerance for arguing and like the little bickering and whatever, like maybe where you come from, and there's no disrespect to you and your family, 
But maybe where you come from, like, that's what they did. I'm like, E, what's more important? You and Didi making memories and enjoying your marriage and your life, or you bickering about something just because you want to prove a point? So, no, I feel you. And, and so I guess my question is, and we'll get Carl and, and Josh's, uh, you know, input here in a second, but from you, um, one, one of the questions we get a lot when we do the marriage stuff is, okay, what if you self-assessed and you're willing to change some things, but then your partner is not willing to self-assess? And then also from a, um, I guess, compatibility standpoint for business, for, you know, marriage, relationships, whatever, how do you, you know, figure out if you're compatible? Like, do you think if you and Didi would have took the test before y'all got married, like say y'all didn't get married at 12, if y'all would have got married as adults, do you think that it would have been like, okay, here's the sweetest marriage set up for us? Or do you think it really doesn't matter what your, you know, animal or characteristic is, you get married, it's gonna, it's gonna be some stuff to work on. I, 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 I think so. See, like I know two flamingos that's married. <laughs> you know, you would think that they just be loving and hugging and kissing. Oh, no and, doubt. You know what I'm <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Having a great time, bro. And they call me, you know, with challenges. So I, I don't think so. I think what the test does, though, it at least helps you to understand what you're going to be dealing with, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, if you play in the Western Division, you know you're coming up against the doggone Golden State Warriors. You feel me? You know exactly where their strengths, where their weaknesses are. And at best, you just better recruit people and push your people and prepare them for, you know, the 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 the, the showdown that you're going to have with Golden State. Like, it is what it is. So I think the same thing in marriage. I think the same thing in business. I don't care what people's personalities are. We all are different. You know what I'm saying? We all prefer to do things a certain way. And I think you just have to look at that and say, yo, is that something I can deal with? And I just believe earlier in my life, I could probably deal, my wife's a gorilla. I could probably deal with a gorilla when I was younger more than I could have dealt with maybe a turtle. Because I, I just remember like some people would be like, bro, how you deal with a gorilla when they boom, 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 boom? I'm like, yo, I could deal with that. Like, at least I know what I'm dealing with. Like, it's going to be the same it's going to be whatever that is, it's going to be the same, the exact dog on time. It's like, it's predictable. So I'm okay. But I promise you the turtles would just aggravate me because, and I realized by looking at the test, because everything is slow, methodical, you know, everything is like detailed. And it's like, yo, I'm a flamingo. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm creative. So it's not that I'm against structure, but the more structure you put me under, the less creative I'm able to be, you know? So I just think when you know what the challenge is, you can look at it and say, yeah, that's something that is going to be a challenge, but I'm up for that challenge and I can make the adjustment. So yeah, I don't think there's no perfect, you know, e-harmony. Yeah, no doubt. And and, I, and that's why I was asking for real because, you know, you try to see if you can find, you know, there's all these, like you said, the dating sites, right? And you can use them, yeah. like I said, it's not just, we're not just talking about romantic relationships, but, you know, there's supposed to be these personality profiles that like fit perfectly. And, you know, you and this person are 99% compatible. I'm like, what does that mean? We're not going to have right. beef. But I think that, right. you know, I think that with life and familiarity, there's going, it's going to breed contempt at some point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so you have to find out what happens when, you know, the actual relationship you know, you really don't know until things start turning bad. You don't know what you're capable of or what you have to work on. So again, though, I guess, let me make sure you answer this question. For those people out there who are in a in a business relationship that's struggling or marriage that's struggling or whatever, or maybe a sibling, whatever, 
What if you're willing to change and that person's not, though? Like, what do you do in that yeah, I particular think that's case? Rare, see? Yeah, I think that's rare. You know, I, I think anytime you've been in love, you, you know what I'm saying? I don't care if it's in business. I don't care if it's in a marriage. If you've been in love and you've had a, you've had the experience of getting the outcomes that people who are on one accord get, I think you are willing. Now, you may not be willing to initiate the self-assessment, but I think when you see your partner or your significant other, you know what I'm saying, whether it be in business or marriage, I think you don't want to lose that. And so when you see them change and you see the results that they are getting and you are getting collectively, that you are willing to say, nobody's going to cut their arm off, you know, as the people say, spike their face. Um, I think that person is willing to make the adjustment. I just do. Like, I've never seen, and man, let me tell y'all something. I'm, I'm, I, I, CJ didn't do it. He asked Josh how he was doing, Carl, how he was doing. I, you know, I let it go. <laughs> but I promise y'all, bro, I was ready to fly today because as I'm getting closer to the end of the year, what I did this month as a Christmas gift to the world, I did um, 60, I gave 60 people a discount to get one-on-one -on -one coaching with ET. And I've also done some marriage counseling. I'm going to tell you something. There have been marriages that I've worked with that I have asked both spouses where they were, and it was like a two out of 10. And now, bruh, they thriving. You talking about ready to run through a wall, bruh? I'm talking about I've never felt this good in my life. And I remember, I remember, and I'm only saying this, see, because you asked me a question. And I remember that person coming back to me and saying, yo, E, I'm doing everything, and I don't see anything. And I'm like, don't be dumb. You cannot plant an apple seed and not get an apple tree. It's not possible. Now, what you're doing is what took you five years to build. You tore that joker down. It's not about to get built back up over a weekend. I promise you that. It's not going to get built back over maybe in three months. It could take a year. But let me tell you something. There is nothing you can tell me that you change and you loving on your spouse and you buying cars like C taught us. You know what I'm saying? You going to the movies and y'all spending time. It's, you cannot tell me that that person as some would want to lose that. And so maybe they don't want to initially change because they stubborn. But when they see you loving on them and they feel that thing they felt in the beginning, I promise you, see, they will begin to self-assess. And, and again, y'all know me, my, I'm very transparent. You, I don't know if Didi ever called you, C, and was like, what do I need to do to change? You feel me? I'm just being real, C. Uh, no, I think we didn't, ever yeah, we didn't get there yet. <laughs> I don't think Didi ever called you on that, but I will tell you this. <laughs> she, she did call and say, yo, Eric need to do this, Eric need to do that. And when you talk to me, I said, all right, C, let me make my move. And I promise you, I promise you, bro, in my life, as God is real, Every time I change and do what I'm supposed to do, I promise you. So let me go, yeah, so let me go here then, E, because, yeah, so let me go here then because, and, and y'all be, you know, you and Josh, you know, be as transparent as you want because both of you, you know, kind of had, you know, obviously some, some, uh, some deep-rooted issues with your biological fathers. 
Um, e, you were kind of able to sort through yours, and the reason I'm asking about it, and, and you know, I know jo Josh and I have had so many conversations about this, so I know he's cool with me bringing it up, Jay. But you know, jo here's Josh, and, and you guys who have been with us on the podcast for a long time already know. Um, you know, briefly for those of you just joining us, Josh's father was, you know, not in his life for most of his growing up. He was in prison, um, came back into his life, and you know, had a relationship for a while and then kind of went dark for some years now. And, and Josh, I mean, just recently, you know, uh, found out kind of where he was at and that whole thing. But Josh, you actually did change and you embraced him and you self-assessed and you kind of put the anger to the side and were willing to come back with this relationship. And it didn't quite have the rosy, you know, outcome that you hoped where he was, you know, the best grandfather to, you know, Bear and Huddy and you and him were back, you know, with a great relationship. It didn't work out like that, even though you were able to make that change. So talk about the acceptance of, wow, maybe it's not going to be what I thought it's going to be, even though I was willing to self-assess and make that change because I think there was a lot of things. And I still don't know, I, you know, you don't, even when I talk to you about your dad, obviously, you know, it, it's tough, but you don't sound angry per se. So walk somebody through that. Cause I believe this, we can really hit a breakthrough because there's people out there who have so much animosity. And that's, like I said, this time of year, even especially can be so hard for them because you have these relationships and these things you, you've been hardened on for so long. And it's time for that breakthrough. And you, you're like, man, what if the other person doesn't and should I steal? Cause I don't want to get re-hurt. So walk us through that process from your perspective, Josh. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a really interesting, um, it's been a really, really interesting process. I was actually just home for my grandma's funeral this week, and, and that's my, my dad's mom. And when my dad was in um, prison for those seven years, um, my grandma and grandpa, my grandpa passed away about 16 years ago, but my grandma and grandpa used to take us for the summers to give my mom a break. So my mom would drive about two and a half hours. They'd meet halfway, and then we'd go down and live in this town about five hours away um, uh, from Salt Lake in the summers. And... Um, having her pass away um, and, and dealing with that reflection of the entire situation, um, it, it, you know, it, it caused, it caused some, some, even some more reflection. So what I'll say is a few things. Um, I had to come to grips that I'm my father's son, but I am not my father's choices. So that was probably the first thing for me. So I, it, there was a stage in my life I had to come and say, okay, I, I am my father's son. That is my father but I am not his choices. And for a while there in my life, it actually, I didn't know if I was his choices as well. I didn't know if some of the bad decisions he made were gonna be genetically put in me. And I know that sounds crazy to some people and probably not crazy at all to other people listening to this um, that have some parents that have struggled. And then the other side was, um, I, I have my own family now and I've always looked at it from the perspective of, I will be everything that I wish I had as a father for my kids. So I will, I will, I know what I felt like I was missing. And, um, and so I will be that for my kids. And if I carry anger and animosity around my kids, um, towards, towards my father, um, that will cause it. But there was also one other really important thing when I was growing up, CJ, that allowed us to have, um, a healthy, a healthy view of, of my dad. And that's that I've never heard my mom say a bad word about him, even though they, they divorced when I was three and a half, four years old. But my mom never actually, she never said a bad word. And she didn't think highly of him. I want to make sure that's very clear. She didn't think highly of him. But she made sure that we could form our own opinion. And even though she, I talked to her this last weekend, she said, I was scared every time you went with your dad. 
every weekend you went with your dad because of things he was going to expose you to. But it wasn't my job to keep you away from your father. And I thought it was interesting. And she knew we weren't in danger, exposed, but value-wise, his values were different than hers. And so when we go on the weekend, she knew we were probably watching movies that she wouldn't let us watch. We were going to be around influences that she probably didn't want us to be around. And we were never in a compromising situation, but we always were able to keep a healthy view of my father because it was our view. It wasn't anyone else's view trying to, to plant. And, um, and he was in our life from, he, he got out of prison see, when I was 11, almost 12, and he was pretty active for the most part, and we had a great relationship. But looking back now, in those teenage years, he was like a buddy and not a father. We did a lot of fun stuff together. Very little disciplining, very little um, man-to-man talks, very little coaching about what life is like. But he was the fun dad because he was trying to make up for time. And because of that, I actually resented my mother because that's where the discipline came from. And then um, most people on this, this, um, this podcast know the story, but I had a business partner that stole a lot of money. And you know, I, I, I like to say I was, emotion- I was uh, financially in trouble, but I was emotionally bankrupt when that happened. But I called my father uh, when, when I was stolen from him. I said, I need your help. And I've never really asked him for anything. I said, I need your help. What is my business partner thinking right now? Because you've stolen from people. What is going through his head? And we had one conversation, and then he disappeared. He disappeared out of my life again because it got too heavy for him to have to deal with his past. And he was able to see the pain that it caused, and he was gone. And I believe if I carry that anger towards him right now, carry that anger, the people that are going to suffer the most um, is not him. The people that are going to suffer the most are the people around me, the people that are important to me. And so I've made a decision that I, I don't carry anger. I have to deal with it in my own ways. There's moments of hurt. There's definitely memories where there are times I wish that Berkeley and Hudson had a, a grandfather in their life and that he was active and he was the man, absolutely. Um, but but um, my, my job and my loyalty is to Berkeley and Hudson and Heather now. And, um, and I am here and I've done some things financially to help my father to make sure he has a roof over his head and other things. And people say, that's really nice. You know, I always tell them the money's the easy part. Writing a check's the easy part. Having to deal with him emotionally and try to repair relationships, the hard part. But just writing a check for rent actually is the easy part to make sure he has a roof over his head. Getting down to the roots of it, that, that's the challenging part. And um, I don't think we're all the way there. You know, we've come to now, now the point where he's in his early 60s and um, he's already showing pretty severe signs of dementia. And I don't know if we'll ever get the answers of, of why things happen, but I don't know if we necessarily need them now. Yeah, if you want to jump in there, because I heard... Um, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, the, the, um, and the album that, you know, we're working on now, and Josh, thanks for, for sharing that. I know that's a lot, and, you know, hopefully you guys take something from that. And, and I guess I want to know, um, E, you said on the album, like, yo, you, you're the one who's hurting over this. You're the one who's, you know, you needs to fix it because there's a track on the album, the new album called Mainframe. And you talked about like, yo, it's, it's your responsibility to fix it. And from the outside looking in, probably me and Carl, right, who never had issues, you know, with our father or mother, whatever, we're looking like, yo, my man is wrong. He is slime bag. He went there for his family. Josh, you're good. Don't even worry about him. But yet you still have all this introspective stuff to work on and it's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, like 
it would, Josh couldn't help the fact that his dad, you know, did these things and went through these things. You couldn't help the fact that you and your dad didn't have a relationship. But then it, later in life, it's on you to actually still repair it, which doesn't seem right. Like I didn't break it, so how? Why am I responsible for repairing it? So people who are stuck, you know, and and you know, have this bitterness and this animosity that they're holding on to. How do you? I guess it. How do you fix it when you didn't break it? it, it I guess is my question. Well, again, first of all, I'm just saying you're taking responsibility because you're taking responsibility for your healing. It's like somebody shooting you and you saying, well, I didn't shoot myself, so I'm not going to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel you. It's definitely not your fault that you were shot, but you're bleeding to death. So you might want to go to the ER and get help. You know, so when when Josh was right, talking, right? But how do I forgive the person who shot me? Is the question. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I agree well, you with know, you. And, and, and it's funny. I was, when I was doing the um, the coaching session this morning, you know, one of the things I told a young lady because she's a. Prof- I mean, it's just life is so crazy. Like I, I don't have you know phenomenal skill when it comes to academia. You know, I got phenomenal will. But I was talking to her, and she was just talking about how writing is so easy for her. But how she's working, like her professor got, you know, her chair has her helping him with her, you know, his um, papers and getting published. And now she's right for this and right for that. And I just thought it was so funny. And she's like, I just can't say no. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Here you're doing all this writing for everybody else and you're not getting no closer to finishing your dissertation. And they're actually using you. You know what I'm saying? But I said to her, I said, this is what I've learned. I have learned that in order to change something that's internal, you have to have a greater greater external force. And if you're having an external problem, you have to have a greater internal force. So I told her, for me, there was a time when negotiating with people was difficult, right? Until I listened to Jamal. And when I was listening to Jamal, I was like, yo, Didi been with me since I was 16 years old. And if anybody deserves 50%, it's Didi. So when somebody negotiates with me and tell me, I want, you know, exclusive rights to your stuff, and I need this percentage, I'm like, yo, it ain't even hard for me to negotiate no more. I'm like, yo, I can't give you DD money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just came on the scene. There's no way I'm going to give you what's rightfully my wife's and my child. So for me, you gotta switch it up. You know, you can't keep thinking the way you're thinking and think something's gonna change. So when Jalen was born, and I'm just being real, somebody might be, I don't got a kid, I can't help you. It's like what C says, I can only help you with what I know. When Jalen changed, guys, it was like, yo, Jalen does not deserve to deal with a father that's half-baked. He don't deserve that. Jalen does not deserve to have a father who is bruised and battered. So I got to go get my healing for my son, for my daughter. I can't, I can't, I can't and, I, and I'm going to be real. I never did it with my wife. I love Didi, but for whatever reason, my relationship with Didi never really sparked that internal. But I was like, as, as Josh was talking about Huddy, Josh was talking about, I'm like, bear, I'm like, yo, that's the, that, that's, that's the, I'm sorry, like, that's the real, like, that's why I had to do it. So even if my father never had changed, I knew that it was worth it because I was going to change. And so what I needed to get out of the deal, I was going to get out of the deal whether he got something out of it or not. It didn't make me a difference if he changed or not. That's not what I was seeking. I wasn't seeking for a relationship. We didn't have one dog on it. We didn't have a relationship. So I wasn't necessarily like um, in my 30s saying, I want to play catch with my father. And I wanted to be healed. I want Jalen to have the best version of his daddy that he could have. I wanted Jada to have the best version of her father because I wanted to break the cycle. And how do you break the cycle? 
by doing something different. So I didn't have my father, but I didn't want Jalen to have a father who was still broke in some areas. I didn't want that. I wanted Jalen to have 120% a great dad. And so that's why I pursued it. That's why I went after it. So anybody that's listening, yo, (laughs) you got to do it because you got to look out for the others. And even in terms of our relationship, like, I can't, I can't help CJ or Carl. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't have, when we got together, the, the sicker I am, you know what I'm saying? The worst is going to be for our relationship. So I had to be healed to the point where C was like, E, why are you fighting? Like, we could fight and still whatever. You think, C, if you would have told me that and me and my old dude was still beefing, that I would have listened to what you said? Like, while the information you gave me was great, I wouldn't have listened to you if me and my old dude was beefing. Who are you? Who are you to tell me? that we can fight and then we can talk afterwards. I ain't never, I, I, I don't forgive. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't deal with another man in a positive way because I don't deal with my father in a positive way. But when I dealt with my father, now here comes another man and so it's easier for me to deal with you and listen to you because I've already been humbled in that process with my father. So yeah, bro, this is bigger than, you know, whatever people think it is. This is about, if you operating on 70% battery, you're only going to be able to produce so much. But if your battery is 100%, you're going to be able to do more if your battery's at 100%. And I just want to live, Josh, with 100% battery. And I, and I don't want to leave 20% of my juice with my father. Let me ask you this. What's the difference between, like, being past it or, or being, yeah, I guess being past it and fully healed? You know what I mean? Because... I think there's some people who may be on that, you know, spectrum of like, yo, I'm not necessarily pissed about it. Like, I don't wake up angry every day, but it's still there. Like, like, how do you get it fully out of your system? And is it fully out of your system? Maybe it's not. Maybe it is still kind of there. And that question can go for you and Josh. Yeah, Yeah, Josh, you can start. It's out of mind. You can start, Josh. Yeah, Yeah, I'll start. So I'm actually probably right in the middle of that phase, see, where I'm good with the situation of um of of um of what has happened and I don't carry um I don't carry any resentment but because we're in the thick of it still uh with my father and um and we're still dealing with some of the um downside and his condition and it's prevalent and coming off my grandmother's funeral I still feel like I am forced to to face it um, and so I am, I, I believe I am fine with the situation and know that the situation is what it is, but there are certain things. And again, in my family, we just didn't address them. I think he did a better job than I did, um, of addressing them early. We're as a family, we're actually just now getting the last couple of years and even the last couple of months dealing with some of the ripple effects together, um, to making sure that we're, we're all healing and because of the fraction of the way it happened in our family, we, we weren't insanely close as siblings and even with our mother. Um, we kind of went survival mode and now we're bringing it back and we're all working together to try to heal. But, um, you know, it, it is, I believe the first thing you have to do is you have to see it for what it is, the situation, and not see it for, for worse than it is. So you've got to see the situation for what it is, but not make it worse, not romanticize the situation, and then you've just got to start to deal with it. So I'm still in the middle of dealing with it. So I think he did a better job earlier on in his life addressing it earlier than we did. And, and as a family unit, um, we weren't insanely close um, because of some of the fraction, because of the way the relationship set off. When my father left our family, not only did he leave our family, but there's a stepfather that came in for four years that was abusive as well. And so there was 
and and physically and mentally both both abusive. And so there's that there's that challenge that our family had where we just went into survival mode. And as siblings, we kind of went our own separate ways. In the last couple of years, we've gotten together, and even in the last couple of months, because these wounds are still fresh, and we're now trying to heal um, together. And I think it's helping us all heal. Talking about one, not only the um, the the struggles that we all went through through our own eyes of of these experiences. But two, also the triumphs that we've all had and how we, how we got around it and are raising healthy and happy families. So I was saying that I believe E has dealt with this um, earlier and addressed it earlier. Um, and also because my father's situation is still very fresh and still happening, you know, see, I told you as, as heavy as it sounds, with his dementia, as weird as it is, it almost makes us feel better that he may have just been a bad seed from the beginning and that brain just wasn't functioning properly. Um, and yeah, so we're no, still in the middle no of dealing with it. E, I guess for you, um, as you go back through, how important is, you know, like the assessment and knowing who you are, right? Because before you can actually deal with it, you kind of got to come to grips with who you are and what, you know, what your beliefs are and that own interpersonal connection. Because I imagine it can be tough to do if you don't even know who you are, you know, trying to then combat those things that you and Josh are talking about. Well, we, you know, here's why I think the test is most important. You know, when Chris gave me the test, I'm going to be real, Josh. It wasn't like everything was like, a, aha, I didn't even know that. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't like I didn't know I had some of these problems. Like I knew I left home at 16. So I, I knew I had some issues with, um, you know, um, authority. But I think where the test really helped me was the blind spot, see? That was, I think that was the bigger piece for me. It was like, yo, I didn't even know these blind spots existed. And how do you know? See, you got to, you know, the blind spots must be uh, very instrumental because even in cars now, they don't, they don't make, the requirement is not you being able to turn your neck anymore. You, I don't know, you're young, but you remember your father's old vehicle, see, if you were paying attention to your father, when you getting over, you know, the whole nine, even parallel parking, you had to almost break your neck because you had the blind spot. Whereas now they make the cars where when a car is in your blind spot, there is, a, there is an, um, an indicator that, yo, somebody's in your blind spot, you know? And so for me, that's what this test does. It shows you like, here are the blind spots, right? Like know where you and your spouse or your business partner or your assistant pastor and you or whatever, your, your board or your teachers, if you're a principal, you know what I'm saying? If you're a CEO, your staff, like, like know their strengths, but also know their um, blind spots so that, so that you can use them to their strength, but you can help them see their blind spots. And so for me, that's what it was. It was like in my marriage, you know, this is why Didi got to call CJ. This, this, I, don't, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't get it. But this is, this is why the blind spots. You got it? I got it. All right. So here's your strengths, Eric. Don't, don't try to be what Didi is. Don't try to be demanding or driving, like that's not you. you. You are a people person, you know what I'm saying? You think about the masses, so use your strength. Didi use her strength, and we've got a perfect combination here. So I would say, see, especially marriage, like I'm using this assessment for marriage, and I, uh, that, that's one of the things, and I hate to go back to this, but I told y'all I grew up watching karate movies on, you know, Saturday, kung fu fighting, and, you know, my man killed my man. Like this is, I will avenge my brother Chang Wang Lee. You know, so when Chris passed, one of the things that I told my wife was like, yo, that information he gave us was so rich. 
the information he gave me on other members in the company was like so rich because it's like when you are aware of certain things, like you can't get pissed. You can't get upset about a person's preference. Like you like unless you just immature, you can't get mad at a bumblebee because it flies and you can't be mad at a turtle because it wants to like it, I always say this like and I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast. Right. And maybe see us say E that's just in your head. But as slow as turtles are, see, I see less of them in the middle of the ground, in the middle of the road smash than I do squirrels. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> right. and, and, and raccoons. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being real. I, I just, as slow as the turtle is, I don't see a whole bunch of them getting hit by cars. So I'm, I'm not really sure. As slow as, right. I don't know Either how they, they put, so yeah, it's they like, smart enough to stay on their own doggone side. You, you, you feel me? That, and, and you will see them sometimes crossing the street, but I promise you, when you see them, they're almost over on the curve. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yo, my man's stupid slow. How, how did he make it when the squirrel is sweet with the speed? That the squirrel ain't got no problems with the speed. But my, I'm seeing like half of them in the street. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm telling y'all, th- th- this, this assessment helped me to see like, yo, every person has their preference. You know, and you need to know what that is. And then you need to adapt to whatever situation you need to adapt to. So I'm telling y'all, Chris hadn't been... You know, it ain't it ain't even been three, four months, y'all. And before we go into 2019, I got the trust done. Like not talking about it. It's done. Lawyer signed, everything signed. We got everybody in place. It's done. I'm I'm listening to what uh what um Jamal said, you know, and I got this taken care of, this taken care. Of. You know, um the last thing I'm in California right now I was just with my boy Cole working on the stuff that if something happens to me, Didi don't have to just take the money she have and try to save it for the rest of her life. That it that it, it it's some it will be some stuff that will continue to come regularly, even after I'm up out of this joint. You know what I'm saying? So the last thing was, yo, Chris, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get trained. I'm going to get certified, and then I'm going to do what you did for me, for as, as many other people as possible. And then what you did for others, Chris, and that you helped them to get certified and put them in a role where they, they, they could bless their families, I, that's done now. It's over. So for those of you who are listening, I'm telling you, Carl will put the link up. Go to the link. Take the test. Let us show you the blind spots, show you where you strong. And I'm telling you to go into 2019 on fire. Go in with a plan. Like, do not go into another year trying to win a Super Bowl without a playbook. Nick Saban, I was with Nick Saban. I'm telling you, I was with Nick Saban. I was with Alabama. And I told y'all the beginning of the football season. And what I noticed was his playbook was out of this world he was able to communicate with his team in a way that most aren't because it's so thorough. They know exactly what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do it. And, and yes, once again, they're making a run for the national title. If you want to make a run to the national title with your wife, with your husband, in your business, as a principal, with your teachers, in your company, which if you want to make a run for the national title, y'all got to get on the same playbook. And we have the playbook for you. Um, Carl, it's, I think if they go to etinspires.com, you'll see it as the passport personality assessment. And why are we calling it the passport? Because I'm telling you, when you get this assessment and you, and you take it and you do what you're supposed to do, you, 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 
You can go wherever you want. My wife and I are in Cali right now, and we live in Michigan. We in Cali right now. I'm telling you, we 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 going wherever we want to go. We doing whatever we want to do. Why? Because we got that passport. And many of you have been stuck on the ground. Many of you are not experiencing the success that you want to experience. And I'm telling you, it don't take rocket science. The one percenters stay one percenters, not because they're special creatures, but because they operate with a different framework. And we have that framework for you. So you don't have to just go through another year of fussing and fighting, another year of like financially not being where you want to be. You don't know what your gifts and your talents are enough with that. For a small investment, we can help you make 2019 the best year ever. And you can truly say with me when I say it, let's make the rest of our lives the best of our lives, y'all. So I'm pumped. See, I went through it. I want to expose other people to it, to it. And I just want people to have a better new year than they've ever had before. What else do you want to expose people to? Organifi. No doubt. Hey! Uh, Listen, man, in just 30 seconds a day, you can supercharge your life, all right? You can save time. When you're traveling or don't have the time to juice, grab a green juice on the go, all right? What does this support? Mental clarity. Feel incredible energy and better focus. Plus, boost your brain power. Support your health, all right? Provides you with healthy nutrients such as electrolytes and coconut water. Reduce stress. Balance hormones already within the normal range and reduce your... Self from frustrations and stress, detoxify your body, supports the flushing out of toxins. Healthier skin, all right? Studies have shown that the ingredients in Organifi may help promote healthy hair, skin, and nails. Support immune function packed with nature's most powerful superfoods and loaded with vitamins and minerals to help support healthy immune functions, all right? Where else you going in one little scoop and put it in your water, you're going to get chlorella, moringa, spirulina, mint, beets, green tea, wheatgrass, ashwanga, However you say that, turmeric, I don't know what, let me see, ashwanga is, oh yeah, no, it's got a bunch of amino acids, all kind of stuff, uh, vitamins and herbs, turmeric, lemon, and coconut water, all right, just to name some of them. So Organifi Green Juice, that's why we're on it, y'all, that's why we are trying to get uh, 2019 started off the right way with the Organifi, shout out to everybody who's uh, currently using the Organifi, they've been a great partner of ours this entire year, if you haven't done it, what are you waiting for, man, get yourself right, all right, quit, quit drinking, uh, you know, Coca-Cola and all that other foolishness and get on this Organifi with us, all right? Um, you can use the promo code SUCCESS and receive 20% off. So you go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash success, all right? And that'll give you 20% off your order. Make sure you use that promo code um, so I can buy my kids Christmas presents, all right? I uh, appreciate that. Your kid's and teacher is Christmas present. Yeah, my Don't kid's teacher is Christmas present. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Exactly. There you go. Um, Didi already uh, bought enough gifts for them. They'll be fine. All right. So we have, I promised early in the show that we have a historic moment on this show. I don't believe this has ever happened, but it happened. So I'm I'm all about it. Like this caught me off guard when, you know, uh, they, they sent it over to me. So last week, if anybody remembers, we had a young lady uh, right in, I believe her name was Brittany, um, in Chicago. And she talked about a gentleman who, you know, they had been on a few dates, but my man wasn't cashing out, right? So we got a lot of feedback from that. People were texting me like, yo, my man, whatever. So everybody was kind of on it. I'm, I'm not sure, um, you know, what exactly the, the parameters were at the time, but we read it. I judged my man. I called him a bum. And so... Why did we get an email 
from the gentleman who was being spoken about. No way. Yes. We no have, way. We have, there, there's, <laughs> and there's more to the story. I love so it. So I almost flipped out, and I wanted to tell y'all about this early in the week, but I didn't want to ruin the surprise for you on no the podcast. Way. So um, Derek in Chicago says, so this may be a little crazy, but I'm the guy who is dating Brittany in Chicago who wrote into the podcast. We both listen to the podcast, and we have discussed the fact that we do, so I don't know why she thought she could send this email <laughs> without thinking to change the name or the city she's from. Oh. Please let me explain myself. We met through a mutual friend, and while it seemed like a date at first to me, she made it clear that she wasn't looking for a serious relationship, being that she just came out of one. With that being said, I approached the relationship as one of a friendly nature as opposed to a romantic one. Because of this, I purposely didn't pick up the check or pay for her movie ticket because I didn't want to cross the line that she laid down. I was worried that if I start paying for stuff, she would think that I had other intentions of making a more romantic type situation. That is the real story. And CJ, my mama did raise me right. And if it was a situation where we were dating, there was no, there would be no question that I definitely wouldn't have let her pay. So now, with all the information on the table, I have a fair file. Is she fair or foul <laughs> for one, trying to dog me out on a public podcast that we both listen to, and two, not giving the entire story? P.S. She's a great girl, and I would actually love to take our relationship to the next level. Oh, no level. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Sincerely, Derek. Oh, man, that was I hilarious when I got I it. I so, Wow. Yeah, no, so apparently, <laughs> wow. I'm like, what Brittany, a podcast. you got what a podcast. <laughs> I mean, we, hey, uh, we hit over uh, 10 million listens, so it's, you know, it's not a stretch that they're both rocking to it. So um, that's funny, man. Super funny, Brittany and Derek. Mm, um, mm, and mm. when I got that email, I just died laughing because he actually made some pretty solid points. Uh, Brittany, you did not tell us that you told him you were just trying <laughs> to keep it. Did you say Brittany's last name? I didn't say Brittany's last name, but apparently... She knew that they had been on some dates, and my man wasn't paying, <laughs> and they went to dinner twice in the movies. I see nothing you know from mention out there. Yeah, my man has some decent deductive reasoning. Um, so, yeah, no, that is a trip. But um, So, yeah, so let me ask y'all this. Now that you know Derek's version of the story, does it change your outlook on um, kind of where this thing is headed? Now, it, he, he actually, you know what I'm saying, said exactly what I said, like, Yo, why would you like with Jada? Why are you paying for somebody? He, he, it wasn't a date. My man said it. They just was out chilling. Yeah, she tried to make it like it was a date. I told y'all, like we got to get the facts first. My man, like this ain't even no date. Why she want me to pay? And I ain't even getting a chance to take it to the next level. Careful what you say now, E. Mm, you know right. Mm. You only paying if it. You know what I'm saying? You sound that sounded a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, telling so the truth, bro. He you keeping only it pay if you got ulterior motives. He you know what I'm saying? Is that what we say? <laughs> they keeping it 100. If we're not going to be doing no snuggling by the fire <laughs> listening to Christmas music, you had to buy your own tickets. <laughs> Carl, what do you think? Uh, what does this change your, your, your outlook Flat on out. the situation? <laughs> hey, it does, it does change it for me because, again, she laid some solid rules. Like, if this is not what it is, then for real. I'm, well, yeah. So, so I was going to change, see. <laughs> no, no, and, and here, here's what I'm saying. If if you and I go out and see, you gonna pay, I'm gonna pay. You see what I'm saying? Like it ain't never a time you and I split a bill. If we dealing with just a friendship, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if that's the reality of it, and I'm just saying how I would operate, dude, I'm still paying. Like I, I don't, it don't have to mean nothing. 
Um, yeah, so I'm sticking to that side. They don't have to mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, if that's the rule, that's the rule. But I'm still paying because that's the kind of person I am. I'm not going to let you change, you know, who I am. Well, I don't care what you think. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, you'll know that what my intentions are. Eventually, whichever way it go, you're going to know. But, yeah, I'm still paying because I think that's just who I am. Uh, Brother Joshua, give us your thoughts on, I don't know if you heard the podcast last week. Um, or if you're fully caught up with the situation, but I did, yeah, I did, and I was, <laughs> I was dying when you were just reading that letter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, for me, I've actually never, I don't think I've ever been anywhere, um, whether it's a date or, um, um, or with a friend, one that's uh, female that I haven't haven't paid for, and I, and I'm kind of in Carl's train of thought. I, I'm I'm probably paying for those meals. Um, for for at least the first little while, but you know that that's just me. I, now that I have a little more backstory, I guess I can see where he's coming from. But I'm yeah, sure I would no, have paid for food. It's a, it's a good point. I'm with uh, Josh and Carl. Um, you know, he don't like to pick up the tab when it's you know what I'm saying. You feel me? He's so used to getting me? free stuff now. You feel the me? The celebrity status got him tricked, you so he's me? so used to getting so much free stuff you that. Feel uh, me? You know what I'm saying? He he hadn't picked up the bill in quite a while. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, hey, see, did you see my wallet? Get your hands yeah. on my pocket. Uh-huh. He's uh-huh. famous for getting his wallet, y'all. That's his line. Uh, oh, he's shoot. the only one who will be philanthropic with your pockets. You know what I'm saying? You're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, hey, hey yeah. let, let, me borrow, let, let me borrow some cash. Uh, exactly. Let me borrow some cash. I didn't give it away. I should give it away. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it back give to you. Give these kids $100 and I'll take the credit. You know he never saying? keeps them. Yeah. I'll fake pay you back later. Yeah, he's the, uh, he's the middle man. Yeah. But I say, listen, Derek, Brittany, y'all sound like amazing people. So here's what I want to do, right? Because I'm, I am a, I'm a nice guy and I appreciate our listeners. I want to invite Derek and Brittany out to our next event. Now, here's the stipulation. Y'all got to sit by each other and you got to hang out and you got to let E do like a brief, like five-minute in-person pre-relationship counseling, all right? Because we want to get y'all on the right track. I want to personally see if we can facilitate the first Secret to Success podcast mm, marriage. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. I let's feel get like, it. And then he could officiate the <laughs> wedding. Like, that would be really dope for our ratings. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, yeah. You say I just went, skip past their happiness. I'm feeling yeah, like your our, intentions are our pure. listeners will come back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight to ratings. For the wedding. Because you guys are kind of part of this podcast now. So next week, y'all. I know y'all listening to this right now. Send an update. Let us know what's going on. And then uh, next time, E, when are we in Chicago next? I don't know. But we'll be in Chicago soon. I'm sure we're always in Chicago. So next time we're in Chicago, or if y'all want to come out, you know, come out and E will give you some uh, pre, pre-relationship counseling. How about that? All right, cool. So keep us up to date, Derek and uh, Brittany, on that relationship. All right, now let's jump into Ask E.T. All right, real quick, let me get our second sponsor, and this segment is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients selected from high-rated, trusted farms. With the Global Eats options, it brings authentic international dishes and flavors to home cooks for exciting new meals. So this is, listen to what I'm saying. Y'all don't have to cook the same potato, pasta, you know, rice every single day. These are options. International, Mediterranean dishes, Indian cuisine. Listen, you're getting some amazing options. This week we had... Uh, we had a couple of them, but the one that stood out to me was the sweet potato fajitas. I would have never thought. And again, I ain't the cook, you know, I ain't Chef Boy or D or nothing like that. But the instructions are so simple. Man, we did it 
with homemade salsa, simple, I mean, tomatoes, onion, cilantro, lime, just add all that stuff, man. And I'm telling you, my kids slaughtered this. And my kids are pretty picky eaters, um, but they went through this thing serious, came back for seconds. Uh, with subscribing to HelloFresh, there are many benefits, so you can keep enjoying week after week. Get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every week for less than $10 per serving. You heard me, less than $10 per serving. You know, if you go out to eat, you definitely spend more than that. And it also includes free shipping. So manage your account easily by choosing your delivery dates to match your schedule and just pause it if you're on vacation, if you're out of town. So for a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com forward slash success60 and use the promo code success60. Once again, visit HelloFresh.com forward slash success60 and that's the number 60 and use the promo code success60. We have some questions here from Mr. Hatch that we always store up until he actually gets on the podcast. So let's start with Josh. Um, Josh, Evan said, my startup is one year old and I'm starting to hire employees and scale. What should my focus be on uh, now that it's time to scale? Yeah, first, congratulations on making it through your first year. Most companies don't. So uh, congratulations on that. And uh, I would focus, if you're starting to hire, focus on culture early and often. That culture is a is so important, especially as you add teammates um, to the company. And so it's a very hard thing to turn around down the road, um, but it's something you can get right from the start. So focus on the culture. Okay, beautiful. We have another one here. Hey, Josh, thanks for all the nuggets on the podcast. Any tips on negotiations? Yeah, make sure you're actually negotiating for something. What I mean by that is make sure you bring something to the table and have a little bit of leverage. So um, I see people try to go into the negotiation table because they think there's a percentage they can negotiate, but they don't actually have anything that, they're, that they actually bring to the table. They're trying to negotiate off of ideas, off what the future can look like. Actually bring something of value to the table, and negotiations are pretty easy. All right. Ashley said, when um, considering outside investments, Josh, what do you look at? Or what do you look for? Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, so really, at this stage, I look for people that I like and people that I trust. And that's who I invest in. So it really comes down to, do I like and do I trust them? I'll tell you who I don't invest with is people that come to me and say, uh, this is a guarantee or this is an easy way to make money. There's no such way of that happening. So those are people I don't invest with. You mean to tell me the people online who say I can make $100 in three days are lying? Exactly. People that come and say, hey, a little bit of money, throw it on this this piece of whatever, this part of this company, and uh, this is a guarantee. Those Those are words for me to run. People that say, invest, we love each other, we're brothers, we're family. All that stuff, you'll get me to run. But if I if I like and trust you, and you have a track record, then um, then investing is pretty easy. All right, let's jump over to E. Frank in Connecticut said, "Et, what are your take? What's your take on the NBA thus far? It seems like the league is getting soft compared to when your bad boys were in charge." Oh yeah, no question. I haven't watched the NBA this year though, but in years past I have, and it's just like football, which I watch regularly. They're trying to protect the quarterback. You know, so I do get it. It's more of a business focus than it is on the game. You know, and of course, the three-point shot is becoming a focal point. You know, so if people can shoot and actually people like um, Steph Curry, you know what I'm saying? These guys are a lot, um, you know, smaller, you know, and, you know, like when you compare guys back in the day. And so I don't even know if some of these guys in this particular, like the Trey, uh, what's your guy name from um, um, Atlanta Hawks? Trey what? What is it? What's his last Young. name? 
Yeah, Trey Young. So, you know, these guys, I don't even know if they could compete with the bad boys back in the day. They'd probably break a bone in these dudes. So I get it. The league <laughs> is trying to score more points. Of course, who wants to come to see a game that's 65, 71? You know what I'm saying? People would prefer to see 130, you know, to 128. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I get what they're doing, but I definitely say there are pros and cons to both. But I do kind of miss a little bit the um, – the, the, somebody being contest for a shot. And I do miss uh, the traveling rule, Josh. It seemed like you can get about five, <laughs> six good steps in the NBA. Yeah, you can get games. away with seven sometimes. You sometimes right. you get a clean seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just unbelievable. Hey, can I say this, though? I, I want them to implement a new rule that allows the uh, players to punch fans. Um, mm. I'm so yes. sick of seeing these videos where people like my man walking through the tunnel and people like yelling curse words at him like two feet away from yeah. pointing their finger and they fa- bro. I just wish because I'm like yo these dudes at the game they they they're drunk is all get out and you just yelling obscenities at my man. Maybe they lost a tight game and you just like yo I don't care. I know they say sticks and stones. Bruh, if I just lost and I'm in the heat of the moment and you hurling obscenities at me from two feet away, you about 4'11", a buck 10, you yelling at somebody 6'10", 265, and you would never do yeah. that in any other type of arena. I think they should just start letting them go up. Just one punch, you know what I'm saying? Just one, like, <laughs> supersonic punch. They should just be allowed to just bam and just end all that, man. I seen the other day where one of the guys, I think it was, uh, I can't remember who it was. Josh, I don't know if you saw Montrez Hero, maybe, or somebody. Yeah, how he went up in the stands, yeah. Was that who yeah. it was? Yeah, it was Montrez Hero for the Clippers. Yeah, went up, went up, in, the, went up in the stands and went, went to confront the guy on the way through the tunnel, which I don't blame him with what was being said at all. You feel me? Don't blame him at all. No, I don't blame yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I think they need to change that rule and make it a lot more entertaining. We saw what happened with the malice at the palace. My man was talking junk. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal caught him. The malice at the palace. You know what I'm saying? Hey, the fans were real humble the rest of the year. You feel yeah. me? I just, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I do not like that. I don't know why, but man, I understand people come to the game and it's freedom of speech or whatever. But imagine somebody coming to your job like right after you messed up and just mm. in your face, like, ah, you suck, bleep, 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 bleep. Yo. You will be ready to scrap, too. So I think they need to change that rule. All right, that's all I got re-baptism. for Re-baptism. Call that law the re-baptism law. The re-baptism. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you baptize them, uh. and then you got to get rebaptized. No question, man. So, um, But no, you you haven't really got a... You've been straight since the rebaptism, man. When's the last time re- you went off? Relax. Relax. Hold on. It might take... Don't, throw, don't mess up a knock on wood. Don't mess up a little swag. <laughs> Hey, I told y'all about that time E got road rage, didn't I? <laughs> Me and E was right. Oh, I might have told him the podcast before, but I'll tell it again. This is pre-baptism. E, you remember this? I do, I do, I do. I remember all of it. <laughs> so there was this lady, and I don't know what, E was in the suburban. And so this lady had cut us off and like, I don't know, did something, might have threw her middle finger out or something. And so he was trying to get back like around her, but there was somebody, it was two lanes and we were on the highway. Somebody was in the right lane, right? So he couldn't get around on the right side to get in the lane. He got on the shoulder on the rumble strips (laughs) and passed her on the left in the grass. I was like, yo, E, what are we doing, bro? I'm talking about, we was like, going like 90. 
and flew past her and got back in front of her. And he was like, oh, don't play with me. I was like, yo, E, you wildin', bruh. Mm, and he was like, yo, I'm, mm. yeah. So that was pre-baptism, E. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Hey, hey, Didi almost got it body body the other day as we get out of here. I got to tell this one before. Because Didi almost got it body body. Hey, what's your uh, uh, what's my man's name? See, uh, uh, Romeo's dad. Uh, Romeo. Um, oh, Master P. Master P. Because you know I'm body body. So we um. So I don't know what happened, but me and D got to the gate late a little bit, some kind of way. Uh, yeah, it was the, the, the Thomas family in the airport. Lord have Yeah, we was walking around or something. Yeah, we was walking around. And so then we know we finally got to our gate because it's a smaller spot. So we got to our gate. And um, it's where I'm saying, where we coming from? It must be Detroit because we can't. No, no, we was in the A. That's what it was. We was leaving the A because of the spiritual development. You know what I'm saying? So we was kind of walking around in the airport. And then when we got to the gate, it was like, you know how you don't know, you know, if the um, if they let uh, oh, yeah, you're not, you're not sure what zone they're yeah, boarding yet. Yeah, you're not really sure. So, but it looked like the babies was gone, you know, and the premium boy was his premium boy time, you know. So, we had got there a little late. So, it, we realized that it you was figured, premium. You but know, bro, you up front for sure. Nah, no like, yeah, doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, what's crazy though about the new premium is, I, I, I don't, they doing premium instead of first class because it's like 50 people that get on. I'm oh, like, no, well, no, no, no. Sitting? You mean the difference between premium and Sky priority, because everybody yeah, got I'm sky priority now, on the whole plan. But yeah, n- now everybody seemed like they diamond and pre, pre, uh, 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 pre, everybody, bro. I was like, yo, they was like, you got the premium on your thing, come on up. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So me and Didi realized it was premium, right? So we go up, and there was this, I don't even know what age she was, but she was probably like maybe, maybe 30s, maybe, uh, white female. And so we got in line, and she told us, uh-uh. Get out of the line. That's a premium. Mm. Whoa. And, mm. and Diddy was like, Diddy was like, and you know I'm about it, about it. <laughs> wow. Diddy, 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 was, Diddy was like, what? What? Diddy looked like, what? Like, you know how Diddy just gave you the look? Like, what did she say? And I was like, yo, boo, it ain't that deep. You know you in premium. <laughs> like, you ain't got to prove like, that. Like, you know you in premium. Anytime you know he got to oh, calm you down at the airport, you in trouble. <laughs> right, you know right, with all his stories. And I was dying laughing. And, and you know what? I said, though, you know, one of the days I want to do a, um, not maybe a podcast, but just a lesson on it in terms of like, yo, there are actually people in the world, you know what I'm saying, who feel that, you know, some things are off limit to you or don't think you deserve to do this or don't think you're smart enough or talented enough. Like, and for real, I think a lot of people get bothered by that. I heard a grown woman on the phone today talking about her dreams and how she just didn't have people in her family that supported her and whatever. And I was just like, yo, we got to get off of this worrying about where people think we should be and shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't trip. It's like, yo, this is I'm in premium. And I was so geek because Atlanta... Y'all get y'all get the laydown boys. We don't get the laydown boys in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You feel mm-hmm. me? So y'all get the laydown boys. So I'm like, DD, I bought this one specifically because it's oh, a laydown. Yeah, right. And, 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 and you go, you know, you're, you're gonna be straight on the way to Cali. This ain't gonna bother you. So I just like, like I said, D was like, what in the devil? She said something to me when we got on. I was like, D, it ain't that deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really not. You know what I'm saying? Like, where she, where she think you should be or where, where, you, where not, it doesn't really make a difference. This is where you belong. This is where you are. So yeah, but D was, I thought I was going to have to, I thought I was going to. So you know long. what, though? That's when I'm, I get on in the first class oh. and wait for uh, little mama to walk by. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, so right, I can right. say something petty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit here. You know what I'm saying? Hit her with the Forrest Gump. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Um, that's just me, though. I'm, I'm the only petty one on this whole podcast. You know what, mm, what I'm saying? Everybody mm, else mm. is just an upstanding citizen. All right? So. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Just not petty. <laughs> hey. Did he tripped her on her way back to coach? <laughs> well, here's the cool thing. You know, of course, when it's the lay down seat, you go to the left and they go to the right. So, we oh, did, we, so we you never didn't even have again. to be affiliated yeah. with the peasants. You ain't even got to look at them. They hey, put the see. curtain up quick. See, just, 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 I'm talking about entertain me. Because I, when you said petty, I remember that Mr. Hatch got a story about when somebody was messing with beer. We got to put it out. You remember that? Oh, yeah. That? No, I think we, I, yeah. did you tell it already, Josh? I, I think I, I I'll, I'll tell it in 30 seconds. We, it, yeah, tell it's it. What, it's what everyone on this podcast would do. And if you wouldn't, you should do. So, <laughs> right, right. let me qualify. Yeah, I just want to make sure I. So we we were at the park. Bear was just a, a little girl, probably probably two or three, and we were sitting at the park. And this little boy walked over and pushed Bear down. And I was watching, and another dad was standing there, and it was the the kid's dad. And so he's watching, and Bear got back up. A few minutes later, the kid pushes Bear back down, and uh, I watched it again. And I thought, okay, this, this that's it. So kid walks over, pushes Bear <laughs> pushes Bear down. I walk over, and did the same thing to the dad. So. <laughs> You just let the dad know this is what it feels like. Now, parent your kid. So you pushed the kid's dad off the bench. Yeah, just pushed him and said, and said parent your kid. Like you put your kid to. Wait, but how did you do it? Did you walk up to him and just two hands shove him, or did yeah, you sit he down saw, and he just saw me, He saw me walking up. I mean, there's no surprise. He saw me walking right towards him. No, no, I full on pushed and said, if, you're, if your son touches my daughter again, <laughs> it's on. So. Uh. <laughs> And for those of y'all who don't know and uh, new to the podcast, Josh is 6'8 and huge. So, yeah, my man probably uh, peed on himself real quick. Um, but, yeah, Hilarious. no, so, yeah, that's petty. Yeah. But but I feel it for sure, 100%. Oh, for sure. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I probably would have gave my man a verbal warning first, though, Josh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, it was three pushes, and he was watching all three. Didn't say a word to his son. Uh, three. Yes, enough, enough three. He, he, yep, he had a warning. Maybe to his defense, Josh, maybe he just wanted to see how like the, the, the world worked itself out. You hey, know hey, what I'm saying? My, like, he was just see, like, yo, let me see if... In my defense, I bet his kids never pushed another kid again. So I'm just saying, <laughs> we set a new trend that day. <laughs> you feel me? You, you feel want me? some too, old man? No. Uh, <laughs> you feel hey, and when I heard well, that, because Josh is so mild-mannered, like it just seems so contrary to what I know of Josh. That's why it stood out to me oh, so no much. no doubt. But, Josh's famous uh, line is, I'm nice till I'm not. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So, hey, well, this is a very petty community on this podcast. <laughs> I, I have another airport story about E that I'm going to let live until E's ready mm. to tell it. We need to get further away from the baptism, but um, E, you remember what I'm talking about? Mm-mm-mm. Tell it next week. Dr. Tell it next week. Did he get off? Anyway, I'll have to... Uh, oh, he no, got I didn't go. get okay. off. I'm just here saying that you just said you're not going to tell it, but now you said you're <laughs> No, 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 I'm not going to tell it. I'm not going to... Hey, so I'm this one's still like, under investigation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this one ain't resolved itself in court yet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, man, shout out to E. And shout out to the people of Atlanta, man. The spiritual event, and I know I was sending videos to Carl and Josh. They weren't there, but man, the the last 
spiritual event in Atlanta was crazy. It was about a thousand people in there. And I don't know if it was a spiritual event or a concert or both, but it was, oh man, just incredible, man. The energy in the room, the people, man. It was, the weather was terrible all weekend. So he had hit me like, yo, you think, you know, we should still do it? You know, you think everybody's straight? I'm like, man, no, these people are so excited for you to come down. So, um, man, it was a powerful, powerful event. Uh, thank you to everybody who came out, man. If y'all get a chance to come out to those uh, spiritual events in Atlanta, they're absolutely free of charge. Um, and we would love to have you out. You do got to get there early because even though we had a bigger facility this time, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and we it did. was still packed to capacity. So uh, shout out everybody who yeah, came out. more man. seats. Yeah, yep. So next time, hey, we might have to do it in Mercedes Benz here shortly. Go ahead to Benz go. and do it. Let's um, go. But yeah, no, it was a, a great event. Other than that, Carl, what else we got? Oh, that's it. Phenomenal life, Jamaica. Nothing else needs to wow. be said. Buy your wow. ticket. Let's get it. We're talking about what two months away now. Yeah, so how many let's podcasts we got until Christmas? That's what I'm trying to figure uh, out. I think what are, what's yeah, probably one more. One more. Is it oh, one wow. or two? So it might look, be one or two. Yeah. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, for sure. No, we need to definitely get that. Uh, we need a Christmas podcast. You know what I'm saying? We need to figure out something oh. special we can do and uh, hopefully give a sweet gift to our listeners. So, um, E, if you, if you, I know you got to go, but do you have time to hit us with a little um, Christmas cookie nugget of the day? Yeah, for real. We talk about Christmas, and, you know, the reality is, man, we do. We want to be a blessing to others, but you are only as good to others as you are to yourself. So, for real, give yourself a gift. I, and I don't know what it is. I'm not talking about, like, you know, buying yourself a purse or a car or anything. I mean, you could do that, but, like, for real, you you know what makes you happy. Don't be so concerned with, you know, just looking out for everybody that you don't look out for yourself. You got to take care of yourself. You know, you got to get some rest. You got to be emotionally well, you know, spiritually well. You got to be in great relationships. You know, you got to handle yourself financially. So, for real, give yourself a, like, Give yourself some gifts, you know, love on yourself, take care of yourself. And the more you're able to do, you know, in terms of your own health and your own wealth, then the more you could do for others. So this this season, this holiday season, as, as you're all in stores and going everywhere and doing everything, just make sure at some point before 2019 comes in, you can honestly say you've blessed yourself. Hey, appreciate that nugget of the day. Appreciate everybody out there, man. Hope y'all having an incredible holiday time, man. We appreciate you spending a little time with us. Brother Josh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Real quick, give the people your Instagram. Let them know how they can reach out to you. They got questions, comments, anything they want to address to you. Yep, Life. So J-H-A-T-C-H, Life on Instagram. And you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. All righty, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all enjoy the rest of this week. E, enjoy that sun for us. We out.